Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Lauren. And you're listening to Podcast Podcast. The podcast that talks about how great podcasts are. How self-obsessed. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? Good. We, just before we got on air, were talking about the movie Us, directed written and produced by jordan peele and we have an announcement to make we, we loved on it something. we both loved it i can't remember if it was on air that we talked about this oh so you might have to cut this out yeah but eric and i recently came to the epiphany yes because because we haven't we don't agree on anything yeah when it comes to like media like tv movies theater that it's kind of almost thing a guarantee that we're going to just like passionately just dis- passionately Disagree. Which is so strange because we fundamentally disagree on so much in sort of our ideologies yeah, and political... and we love each other. Yeah, that, that too. But I think w- the same kind of buckets of interest we're both obsessed with. So like... Yeah. Th- there's always like, if I know I'm going to want to talk to you about certain things, like I know I'm going to want to talk to you about that movie or that whatever. I'm going to have watched that TV show I want to talk to you about. It. We both have seen it. Yep. We both read we that both article. We both feel strongly. We both listen to that. Yeah. So... And I think we're just honest with each other. So we actually can have like a really honest like... I mean, I feel like I'm usually a lot meaner than you are. No, that's not uh-huh, true. But it's okay. I mean... No, we just like different things. I know, but I'm more of a bully. I'm like, no. <laughs> I... Like, we, we disagreed about the comedy show we went to. Like, I know. Well, we agreed everything. that we loved it. But we yeah. disagreed on like who like stood out to us. Yeah. Yeah. Everything. Except us, it. which... We both loved. It was the scariest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. It was so scary. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to watch it again. I know yeah. you said you're, you need, don't know if you can. I I need some time. Yeah. And I love scary movies. Yeah. But like, I need to see it again because I was literally looking through my fingers the whole time. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Yeah. My, you know, want to know my one complaint? Hmm. Wait, can I guess? Yeah, you sure it's can. probably something I love. I think you know. I think you, or I think you, once you hear it, you'll be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. I really want to guess this. Is it about the plot? Is it about mm-hmm. the characters? Mm-hmm. One of the actors? Mm-hmm. Is it about an actress? Mm-hmm. Is it about, oh, Elizabeth Moss? Uh-huh. I think we've talked about this I grievance don't. on air before. Maybe not. Go. Um, I. She's a Scientologist. She's trash. Oh, oh I... I had to point that out yeah okay i didn't realize that that we were going personal oh personal totally with you yeah here's the other thing too though i can like i think she's an incredible actor like i've seen her on stage i've seen her in tv stuff and i think she's an amazing actor and i actually didn't think she was that good in this yeah you're anyone could have done it that's how you know someone like deserves an oscar if you're like wow no one could have done this except you and lupe dinyango's role like no one one could have done it as good as she did it anyone could have done that her role yeah and like just when you see the other characters how well i don't want to get anything in anything specific but i felt like she didn't she didn't deliver a performance as incredible as as the other actors i agree with you i um had definitely had to point that out to justin i was like just to root to on your yum a little bit. <laughs> She's don't a trust her. Trashy. Enjoy her less. Scientologist. Yeah, yeah. like a trashy one. Not yeah, just like a harmless. She's one. All the way in. I know, and I, I, my general rule is that I won't support a thing if a Scientologist is like number one on the call sheet because it's hard. Like, there's a lot of actor Scientologists, and like, I'm not going to not see us just because of her. Right. But if she was, 
but like I won't watch Handmaid's Tale because she's number one on the call sheet. Okay. I don't like that show either, so that's my new reason That's why. why. Perfect. <laughs> Look at us agreeing again. on things. Oh my gosh. Well, we could agree all day. Do you want to jump into show nuts? <laughs> we could agree all day, but let's not. <laughs> let's, that's, that would be boring. Um, yeah. Do you have any show nuts? I have no show nuts. Oh my gosh. Is this a rare occasion where we have no show nuts? What do we do during this time? Um, should we hum Heart of Dixie? Get get me started. I don't know it. Deep in the heart of Texas. Yeah, that feels right. Should we hum something else? Let's, let's hum. Oh, they built the ship Titanic. Okay. Yeah, you guys get the idea. Shonut's time is over. Let's dive in. <laughs> time well spent. Um, wait, diving in means that the we get to our first segment, which is your favorite segment. Yes, and it was my favorite ever seg- uh, podcast challenge of ever. So I'm like doubly excited to hear what you have to say right now. Okay. <laughs> so this segment is podcast challenge where we challenge each other to listen to a new show. Hopefully, sometimes it's something the other person has never heard of before, we suspect. Or sometimes it's just something we really want to talk about, we haven't talked about yet. And last week, I challenged Eric to listen to We Called Your Mom, which is Beth Stelling. She's a comedian. She loves her mom. She decided to start a podcast with her mom, which is something we all want to do. Hello. And um, they call it the mothers of artists and comedians <laughs> and chat with them about their kids. So, like, the, the comedians are not there. Nope. And it's a very, like, mom conversation. And it's... Uh, I recommended that you listen to Marilyn, who is Maria Bamford's mother. Oh, my God. Eric, your turn. Uh, okay. First of all, I love Maria Bamford. I love moms. I love this. I know. I love the this Midwest. Podcast. And the Midwest. Okay. Oh, it was like too much for me. They Ta- talked about Ohio so much. They talked about Ohio. They talked about Michigan. They hit Minnesota. We got almost all the states. Oh, my God. This is, okay, Marilyn, who, Maria Bamford's mother, is like the perfect most quintessential Midwest mom, and I love it so much. Yay. Okay, in case you all don't listen, I just want to, can I play a really quick yes, clip? Please. Okay, it's just like, I think it just explains, tells you way more about Maria, <laughs> Mar- Marilyn Bamford than I could ever explain. So in this clip, she's talking about um, filming that special that Maria Bamford did where she performed just for her parents. Here it is. What was what was kind of funny is the makeup artist said to me, he said, well, he said, I'm so glad you look half decent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I thought, oh, I'm going to take that as a compliment. Oh, and he didn't have to, he, he didn't, he just had to do a little to my eye makeup because I'm not a real expert on that. But I did my very best. I had my Eileen Fisher on and I Ooh. looked as good as I was going to look. You looked beautiful. You looked beautiful and so relaxed. She just had to do a little of my eye makeup, and I had my Eileen Fisher on. (laughs) Is that not the most perfect thing you've ever heard? I want that to be my ringtone. I know. Oh my god! Okay, I just had to play that. Um, It's so sweet. The it's it's just like a good balance of giving her mom the spotlight, like talking about her life, but also letting her brag about her daughter and like heaping praise on her and her daughter. It's it honestly reminds me of the Great British Baking Show. Good comparison. It's like only feel good. And one hundred percent. Also, not trying to impress you in no. any way or promote anything. No. It's just pure love. Pure. It's also fun to hear Beth go into her like talk to mom voice. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. we all do it. We go to our friend's mom or like your your like significant other's parents. You go into your like, 
oh, neat. Like, tell yeah. me more about that. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Oh, you were right to do that. Gosh, I you're do, kidding. I, I see where you're coming I, from I there. see where you're I think you were just exactly right to do that. She does, that, which is fun. It's just fun to hear the mom voice. Um, uh, overall rating, this is a wonderful oh, podcast. And yay. I think if you're ever missing your mom and for some reason you can't call her, just like take a listen. Call Marilyn. Borrow, borrow Maria Banford's mom. about Eileen Fisher. Oh my God, that was my favorite line. So good. Oh my God. It's because she wasn't trying to hit us like that. No, but no. she just naturally did. And you even said this when you challenged it. But at the end of every podcast ever that it was ever created, it's like, follow me on blah, blah, blah. Do this thing. And she's like, oh gosh, don't, don't follow me. <laughs> Please, don't I don't, me. I have a few fans on my facebook and it's too much <laughs> go buy my other daughter's incense exactly <laughs> oh my gosh it's too sweet so y'all if Yay. you want to listen along this podcast was we called your mom with beth staling and you know quick tangent show yeah. nut in the middle yeah you know it's stitcher premium which yeah. i purchased and i'm always like use a discount code and don't pay for it <sighs> i'm starting to be able this is actually something that's been making me very po'd lately <gasps> There You're is, a little teed off. There is too much content out there. Yeah. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Yeah. There's so many blogs that have useless, dumb articles. There's too much content. It's not wrong. We expect too much content for free. Yeah. And I think we would all value our content more if we paid for it. I, That's a good point. Yesterday I bought a New York Times subscription. You know what? Because I believe if I'm paying for it, I will actually value those. That's what, like, I, and I believe in subscription services for podcasts. Yes. Yeah. I, I no longer, like, I've been giving to Patreon. Like, these artists are giving us amazing things. And I don't know where, what happened to us that we're just, we want every, we want 10 million TV channels. We get so annoyed if we have to pay. Yeah, we just expect so, everything for new free. message. Go buy Stitcher Premium. Then you can listen to these shows that we keep on talking about and not even worry. And bonus content and, yeah. You don't even have to look up a discount code. It'll really, save you time. Really good one. I subscribe to the Washington Post and I read it way more now, you yeah. know? And you value the articles. You value like, it. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yes, I will look at this like election statistic graphic. Yeah, Before you, that would have felt like fluff I could skip. And you will not get stressed out if you accidentally skip an article in the skim newsletter that brings you to a New York Times article yep. that you would not have normally clicked on. Yep. And now suddenly you're one out of your 10 free articles down for the whole month and you're like fuck this i didn't even Why want did to I click choose on that this. one exactly oh it's true goodness. that that stress is out the window yep yep be like us stress-free and pay for some content and Loving go by stitcher stitcher premium i love that wow. what a good plug that wasn't even our ad this week. No. Wow. No, just threw that in there. We're just we're just slinging <laughs> plugs all over the place. <laughs> um, are you ready for me to challenge you to a clip now? Yes. Okay. Um, okay. From On Being Studios, Becoming Wise. Have you heard of Becoming Wise? I think I saw this in the. Is it in the carousel? The Apple carousel. Mm, maybe. Hmm. It looks. If I saw the show art, but I do, I've never listened to it. I don't know what you're talking about. Go, I, go, go. I got it recommended. Like okay. I was on a podcast page and it was at the bottom okay. on iTunes, like recommended based on anyway, it's just returned after a long hiatus for its second season. Like the first I've, season was 2016 it. and it's just now back for a second it. season. Um, the pitch is that the show offers depth and discovery in the time it takes to make a cup of tea. So most episodes are under 10 minutes. Um, and each episode is curated from hundreds of big conversations all with the intent to quote as they say replenish your sense of self and the world <gasps> so i haven't listened yet but i kind of am super excited to hear if that le like lofty goal can be achieved in such a short amount of time 
um, like will inspire you. So I want wow. you to listen and report back. <laughs> you picked good timing. Yeah, and I didn't... didn't need this right now. I will report back. I'm going to listen to it the second you get your booty out the door, and then I will report back. Are you yeah. trying to kick me out? Can you? Yeah, <sighs> I need to. I need like ten of these episodes right now. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and it's funny. I didn't even know that it would be good timing, but um, I love that it is. Thank you. I'm I'm literally very excited about this, and I don't think I know it. So I'm so excited. I really hope. I'm just curious. Like it's it is. They they're such short episodes, and um, you know, it says it'll it'll you know renew your sense of self so oh. let's let's find out this is the ultimate test dig it okay. well enjoy and if y'all want to um listen along with check out becoming wise oh my god wait i want to click on it and i'll see yes yeah look at the art and see if it looks familiar to you nope i i don't know what this yes. is yes oh my god yay! i'm so glad okay um as much as i'd love to talk about podcasts this whole time we do have to get that mama money do we have a sponsor this week I'm assuming. <laughs> Same. I mean, the ads are really a drag, but we must. You know, you got to do what you got to do. Um, this uh, episode is sponsored by Omaha Steaks. Eric, how many times has this scenario happened to you? You're off camping on a windy day. Go to secure your tent with brand new steaks you bought in Boise or something, and the darn thing won't stay in the ground. No, let me guess. Hundreds? Actually, more. More than <laughs> hundreds. Well, you are an Eagle Scout. <laughs> my, my number's not quite so high. <laughs> and it's even lower now thanks to Omaha Steaks. But back to the scenario. <laughs> How about this one? <laughs> you wake up in the middle <laughs> of the night to a shadowy figure lurking in the corner of your room. And by the time you realize it's a vampire and grab your steak that's been manufactured in St. Louis, that little stinker of a steak breaks. No, <laughs> let me guess. Hundreds of thousands? That's about right. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, cast away those defective steaks from other notable U.S. cities and pick up some tried-and-true Omaha steaks today. These little Nebraska beauties are handcrafted right in the heart of Cornhusker territory and are just perfect for all of your steak needs. A signposting, keeping your tomato plants erect, penetrating the undead heart of a local Dracula-type killing him or her once and for all, and more. Use discount code PODCASTPODCAST at checkout and receive two six-ounce ounce bacon-wrapped filet mignons for just $19.99 total, a 67% savings. I'm not sure why they're throwing meat in the mix, but who am I to question it? Omaha Steaks, heartland quality since 1917. Wow. You know, I have found that since, I, I, this is obvious for everyone, but now that we're in the warmer months, my steak needs yeah. have really gone up i thought you were just about to say now that we're in the war as in like <laughs> our country is in a civil war and i was like yes i need more stakes oh gosh for our country in the yeah, civil war. i mean but it's true when we enter the civil war yeah. which is about to happen we'll need stakes we will need in fact for signs and yard signs killing everybody oh a lot of things yeah i mean multi does it even say that in the copy like you can use one stake for like many things just like pull it out of the ground and pull all of a sudden that, you you know heart and use it again. <laughs> Pull it out of that vampire heart and, and you know, dual purpose it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Thanks, Omaha Steaks. Yeah, that was great. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
need to I need to work on my improv skills. Yeah. That, that comment was unrelated to the ad. Oh, but just I'm just saying. It's oh, been, like reflecting on just it. like a separate. You know, right. it's really not like it's really not segment segment time. No. So try not to talk about your other well, interests. What do you have right to work now. on? Just say something really fast. Oh, I need to work on um my one handed push ups. Oh yeah, I yeah because totally. they're too good. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't finish. No. Yeah, make them a little more relatable, please. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. I'm ready All right. for clip number one. I am so ready for oh clip God, number one. Let's jump into it. Um, I don't really know what it's about, but we'll find out. Um, Okay, so No Man's Land is where this clip comes from. And as they put it, it's a podcast about women who were too bad for your textbooks. Don't you love that? Ooh. Isn't that a good description? Yes. Um, and like, which is basically like all women. Yeah, right. There's not very many women in textbooks. because historically, like a woman would be like, I, you know took a step and men were like that's bad that's too bad for history get out of the textbook exactly exactly um i love this concept though it's it's a relatively new show but each episode is so like just rich and full um have you listened to it yet have you yeah yeah i really like this one um they have covered women like sylvia plath and ida b wells but in this episode host and historian alexis co follows the stories of four women living between the late 19th and 20th centuries who were all outed for being gay. One of those women, Alice Mitchell, actually murdered her same-sex lover in 1892. She was 19 at the time, and her lover, Frida Ward, was only 17. She was tried in criminal court not for murder, but because she was gay, she was tried for being insane. So worse than the murder charge was the idea that she loved a woman— so they tried her for being insane, promptly found her guilty of insanity, and she was sentenced to an asylum. Good. Uh, so in this clip, we hear about the fallout from Alice Mitchell's case, and Alexis talks to Sonda Smith, who's a direct descendant of Al- Alice Mitchell. An expert witness in the case, Dr. Frank Sim, wrote the very first medical report about it. He incorporated the sensational newspaper coverage as fact, as well as his unfounded theories that Alice was left-handed had asymmetrical features, and played softball. And from there, the belief that same-sex love was perverse and led to insanity, that lesbians were ill and needed treatment, made its way around the world. The fact that it can be traced back to Alice was pretty overwhelming for Sonda to hear. She didn't even find out about the case until she was in college, and she only figured out the details when she happened upon Alice and Frida Forever in a bookstore. I had no idea that it was actually this case that kind of codified it, and I hate that, to be honest. And it kind of horrifies me that anything connected to our family would have such repercussions, such bad repercussions, on so many people down the years. Isn't that so interesting? I mean, I, I guess scientists would use this case to claim that violence between women lovers was a typical lesbian relationship. Like this one thing. Can you imagine if we if we used the hundreds of examples of domestic abuse enacted by men or to be anything. like men are just actually violent when they're in relationships with women well also like i mean already it's all white men that are shooting school up schools and stuff but we're still like not considering them terrorists like right how many times 
like does a woman have to do it versus right. a man or anyone? Right. Else? By the like, same logic, like we shouldn't let young white men yeah. in schools, that is, you know? This is crazy. I read that. All right, I haven't read it yet. I have this book. Yeah. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's like on my over there. I'm oh, that's waiting. so funny. I know, I know. Now I'm definitely going to read it. Yeah. I was like, I, could, I wasn't, I, I knew I want, it was like intriguing and I couldn't get into it, but now I'm like, yeah, now, now your appetite is, yeah. What? Peaked? What? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they would also use these one-off cases to prove that homosexuality was a mental disorder. But like also, gosh, you're living in like 1892 and everything, you're told that everything about you is wrong. You have to hide everything you do in every aspect of your life. Like, wouldn't you be a little, wouldn't you be a little affected too? Yeah. You know what I mean? I know. And it's like, talk about this before like we literally are as smart as we are today as we were then yeah we're not getting smarter no they have the same brains that we like i don't understand like, i know logic i know well there were just so many more social pressures mm-hmm. you know like i think embarrassment and I, I mean there was just more control like women couldn't do women couldn't do stuff you I know mean, they didn't have this, agency but also like was homosexuality more accepted like i feel like in the renaissance like that's a good question. Do I do like, feel like in like the Elizabethan eras, like it wasn't unusual for a, like grown men to have like y- like younger yeah. guy lovers. I feel like in Florence in the Renaissance, yeah. it was just like that's fine. It was like, and oh yeah, you have your wife, and then you have like these young men that you. I know. I th- I we'll have to get the fact checker on that. I no, I like think I'm, you're right. Anyway, I was just who was I just talking to about this, but. Also, like, historically, like, trans people have been seen as, like, powerful in different cultures. Like, you know, in, I think, indigenous North American cultures, like, being trans meant that you had the power of men and the power of women. And you could hunt. a lot of sense. Yeah. And you could gather and you could, like, hold a home and you could, like, be a leader. Like, you just kind of had it all. You could be a warrior. And isn't that interesting? Do you know what the lesson is here? We can always get worse. Yeah. So well, that's we true. We can't be like, oh, we got gay rights. Cool, Check. guys. Calm down. Leave it alone. Relax. Right. Or we have Roe v. Wade. Like, no problem. Women right. are in, in no you peril. You can never stop fighting for yeah, this. Yeah, you're things. right. Yeah, you're right. And also, it's why we have to know our his like know history. Yes. Because it does repeat itself, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, like some cures for homosexuality back then, which I thought was just like, these are just a little fun fact. Um, Electroshock therapy, prefrontal lobotomies, like literally carving up your brain. Um, Hysterectomies. Can you imagine a woman loves a woman and so they're like, you know what? Let's let's give her a hysterectomy. It doesn't even make any fucking sense. No, it actually does not make any sense. <laughs> it literally, like, I mean, the castration one. Uh, Castrations sure, was another one. Kind of yeah, more sense right. Than like you're, you're kind of like cutting out like the problem spot, but <laughs> oof, insane. And then also in the mid 20th century, they talked about on this podcast um, a whole industry developed for doctors who were claiming to help unhappy homosexuals. So it was like if you were gay and like bummed, which of course you were bummed <laughs> if you were gay oh because like Sorry, you couldn't like live your life. They'd be like, yeah, give me your money and I'll like fix your unhappiness. That's like the Salem witch trials. Like there you yeah. can't, you can't win. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, it, it, it'd be crazy, but I just, I love this episode. I love the stories that they gathered. This was just one of the four stories that they like kind of compiled. Um, but I thought it was great. 
This was fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. not fun. Not fun. God. But interesting. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I didn't know. I feel like you a lot of times hear the history of gay men and you don't always hear the history of gay women. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I also just want to flag that like, it makes me really happy that we have an out gay married person running for president and like doing very well. And he's like beloved. Beloved Pete Buttigieg. Um, I mean, not by everyone, obviously, but like, of course, but he's raised over 7 million. He's, he's like, I think third in some polls. Well, and also kind of like what we were talking about before about like, like this one murder happened between two women who loved other women. Right. And so then forever it was like, oh, lesbians are like evil murderers. Yeah. So like, there's so much pressure on the one person. So like, there's pressure on Mayor Pete, unfortunately. Totally. Like, totally, totally. He has to be the most. Yeah. He has everything. He has to be better at everything. Yeah. And he is. Yeah. So, but can you imagine if he had the history of George W. Bush or sort of like (laughs) had the, like, quick mouth of our current president like he would (laughs) would never get away with it in the same way that hillary clinton didn't get away with being like solemn or qualified because she was a woman (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's tough the representation bias is tough um anyway that was our first clip if you want to listen to the whole thing it's uh the podcast is no man's land uh by the wing and this episode was four women one devastating allegation check it out thank you you're welcome um, my clip is from Invisibilia. Yes, yes, Have yes. Have you been keeping up on your Invisibilia? I don't listen to every episode, but I do I do dip in. I love that show. Well, in case you missed it, it's hosted by Alex Spiegel and Hannah Rosen. And it's uh, Invisibilia is Latin for the invisible things. And this show explores the invisible forces that shape human behavior, like ideas and beliefs and assumptions and emotions. And I kind of like... Yeah, like I, I was a very hardcore listener during at the beginning, and I yeah. kind of fell off. Not because I didn't, I don't know. I just, I fell off somehow. Just there's lots of things. and there's this new season, and I was like, I'm gonna listen. It was, it's one of my favorite podcast episodes ever. Wow, I really think you got. I That's have listened to it endorsement. so many times. It got me so thinky. I identified with it. It was so well done. It was so like what? It was like okay, great. Love that. So it's called the fifth vital sign, and it's all about the links between pain and emotion. And it starts out by telling the story of a teenage girl who is suddenly experiencing intense pain in the middle of the night. Like the wind hurt. Like it happened in the middle of the night, but like she went outside. She couldn't go outside because the wind was hurting her skin and no one could figure out why. So she ends up going to this therapy clinic that's like very, uh, it's like uh, very bizarre. (laughs) They, um, They sort of torture their patients and they bring them to the highest levels of pain to kind of rewire their brain to heal the pain. And it involves things like swimming for hours, like sprinting, doing ridiculous jumps in hot gyms. These girls are barfing. They're having asthma attacks. The clinicians are like tough shit. Like That's crazy. Yeah. And it's like they talk about the history of pain a lot. And it it goes kind of back to like in the 1950s, like pain wasn't really considered in patients. It was like we'd never be like, are you in pain right now? Like it was like you, you... soldier through your pain right. in the it's 1950s. Like, I'm fixing you, just let me do my thing. Right. Yeah. And then in, it was like in the 70s or something where like we became super focused on pain and it was a little too much focus on pain mm. where they go on a scale of one to 10, what's your pain? You're like, I don't know. Like pain, pain, pain is the focus, focus, focus. Too much focus. That's and actually why we got the opioid crisis because patients oh, were coming right. in and be like, I'm in pain. The doctor's like, I don't know how to fix that. Yeah. yeah. So it's like kind of the other extreme end of too much focus. Right. Where pain was seen as a critical solve 
problem to, that needed to be solved. And I think that's a big question of this episode. Like, is pain a critical problem that needs to be eliminated? Um, but anyway, so this controversial clinic wants them to ignore their pain to make the pain better. And they're putting them in the pain to make the pain better. How? By tapping into their emotions. They're constantly asking the girls, like, while they're in the pain, like, how are they feeling? What emotion are you having? Is this easy or hard for you to do? Um, it's like tapping into their emotional state instead of their physical state. Mm. It's confusing, right? Because, like, they're asking people to express emotions seem like the opposite of that, like, grin and bear it attitude. Mm. But... Alex explains why tapping into this emotion is important in combating the pain. At first, I didn't understand. Exploring emotions seems like the opposite of the Grin and Barrett cure. Expressing your emotions is quintessential 2019. Wasn't the point to go back? We can't go back. We, we shouldn't go back. I was so confused, I went to see the program's main psychologist, Dustin Wallace, again. He told me, on the one hand, it's true. This program is premised on the idea that there are problems associated with the intense attention to pain since it's the fifth vital sign world that we now live in. But the answer, Dr. Wallace says, isn't to reinstate emotional repression. A return to an old culture is impossible because today is completely different. Trying to manage the stresses of today with a 1950s mindset is not the right way to go about this. I don't even know that it worked well in the 1950s. When you're unable to name and think about your emotions and don't have the tools to diffuse them, whatever stress you experience is directed at and absorbed by the body. That's an important part of the problem with these girls, Dr. Wallace says. They're not in touch with their feelings. They just plaster on what the program calls an I'm fine face. So their nervous systems go haywire because they don't have the incredibly sophisticated emotional skills that they need to manage in an increasingly stressful world. What the world expects today of everybody, but in particular coming down to our kids. Um, so the conclusion that Alex comes to is that kids need to borrow from both of these emotional cultures, where right. they're exploring and managing through the emotions they need to be struggling with and should be struggling with, pairing that with the capacity to ignore the thoughts and feelings that are bringing in bad things. Um, and the things that just need to be pushed away and pushed out of your mind. So they're two contradictory approaches, and we have to know how to use each one. Right. So when kids aren't tapped into their emotional states, he, like their parents tend to helicopter them, which makes them less resilient to the world. And that, I think that it kind of makes sense, like why kids are struggling with this more today. Um, there, there are more stresses, and we're not equipping equipping kids to like deal with them as much so being in tune with our emotions makes them more capable of taking on the world yeah it's so interesting we were just having um dinner with one of alan's um with someone from alan's work and um they were saying their daughter uh had her kids in childcare, and she was saying like oh i kind of wish i could stay home like you did mom you know when we were kids and her her mom was pointing out that like she actually feels like a kid in childcare might be better equipped in a lot of ways because this is what she pointed out they have to deal with people who are mean as an example right yeah. like they're in they're having to deal with their peers and some of them might be mean and you have to sort of like develop your emotional intelligence enough to understand how to negotiate or like 
figure out your own stuff. Yeah. Right? That's so true. I just know to never thought that the solution to that is putting someone in pain. Like, right. The, how much pain is connected to emotion. Right. But it makes a lot of sense because pain is an emotion. Like, yeah. physical, like, pain is an emotion. It can be physical or emotional. And I think pain is, like, one of our biggest emotional motivators, right? Like, so much comes from um, avoiding pain. Yeah. Right? Can, can, I, can we talk to you a little bit about, like, if your parents taught you anything about pain or like how you deal with pain, what's your attitude on pain? Interesting. I definitely am, am um, not an atypical man when it comes to like not wanting to be uncomfortable. Right. But I do think that I've had enough experiences in my life that have um, like not been pain averse, right? Like uncomfortable situations. Like I think about, we talked about boy scouting earlier, but like, you go and like sleep in the wilderness with no tent and like you have to figure it out, like build your thing strong enough so that you're not like you're not freezing or whatever. Just figure it out. I was thinking about you in swim practice because honestly, if no one has been on a swim team before, it is, it is one of the most painful things. Or, or or you were on cross country, like those endurance sports, right? (laughs) Well, swimming, it's funny because that's one of the punishments in this clinic is swimming. No, but really like. so funny, right? Like it's exactly what we did every every day day. to swim for hours. It was normal. Like that wasn't even (laughs) the punishment. so funny. But how did like you because you had to deal with intense pain and you pushed th- you had to push through it. Yeah, it's interesting because I think ultimately and I think about too like having just run the half marathon. There's like a lot of it's uncomfortable like it's not it's not intuitive for your body to run for two hours, you know, and like swim for two hours. I think it's just that I wanted it. I wanted the end result. I wanted to yeah. have run that marathon. I want a half marathon. I wanted to be good at swimming. Yeah. I just wanted it at the end of the day. I wonder, I just have never thought of this connection before. I wonder if, if you would have been in less pain, it's a good test, right? Yeah. To tap into your emotions more. Yeah. Right. And say, how am I feeling right now? Right. Is this hard or easy? Like, cause that was not something we acknowledged during swim practice. No. Yeah. And would that have changed things? Yeah. How did you deal with pain? Like you've run marathons. How how do you deal with that pain? I mean, I think I if I am not in a little bit of pain all the time, I think something's wrong and my life is too easy and I have to change something. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I'm just I, I've been pushing myself my whole life. My dad yeah. was like that. Like yeah. I if I'm if I'm comfortable literally at all, right. I'm like I'm not working hard enough. Something is going to fall apart. So interesting. I wish I wasn't like that. What's your astrological sign aries cusp i know this is a little bit of a departure but i I was hanging out with a friend last night and he said that um he was also taurus i'm a taurus and he said that one of our things is we like indulgences which means like we kind of like to let ourselves feel really comfortable and Mm -hmm. i think that's true for me yeah i agree and that is not how i am yeah wait another tangent on this have you heard of the app because i didn't know you were into astrology at all i mean it's not like you're obsessed or anything no i i mean and i wouldn't even say that i like adhere to it or believe in it i think I it's didn't interesting know you i were think it's so very obsessed with astro- i an just astrology got a giant head, as I call you. tattooed to my chest <laughs> no but i did just want to bring up there's this app astrology that i've been using head. called costar uh-huh and i'm just saying it's the best astrology app ever dj Joe and i use it every day it, interesting it's a social app so it matches you with your friends and yeah. tells you about your compatibility i read it every day i highly I recommend it that. costar Wait, what? Can you look up our compatibility? I will, um, but you have to join it. Well, next. Time, oh, I see. We'll okay, do perfect. This next time. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Can I tell you too? Speaking of apps and, um, uh, oh gosh, I'm robot. 
Yes, that's oh. exactly it. But no, I was blanking on the name of the podcast, Should This Exist. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So based on Should This Exist and our discussion about Wobot, I have been telling so many friends about Wobot. Yay, thank yeah. you. Wow, we really got off on a tangent. That's my fault. I'm really sorry. No, no, no. That's what the <laughs> show is all about. Thanks for listening. Yeah, really good clip. I feel like it's it, that has made me think about pain differently. I honestly, I hope I did a good job setting this up. Yeah. Because... I didn't, it made me think so, this episode made me think so many thoughts. I literally didn't know how to frame it. Right. I'm not sure if I talked about it correctly. I think you did. <laughs> so everyone just go listen to it. Cause honestly, I was like, where do I begin? I have so many feelings. There's so many good parts on the show. Ugh. It's the best kind of clip when it's like, yeah. I could talk about 10 elements of this thing. It was like we overwhelmed. Time. Yeah. yeah. Well then everyone should go check out um, this episode of Invisibilia called the fifth vital sign. Please do. Tell them I sent you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great clip. Um, should we get into our segments? Um, our very first segment this episode is not our very first. Our first segment was challenge. It's our first bonus seggy. Our first bonus seggy um, is called, it's a brand new segment, which I know you love. And it's called Your Father and I Still Love You Very Much. <laughs> <laughs> I... I love new segments. It's like my second favorite part of the podcast. It's for sure a segment that's going to get a lot of use. Uh-huh. But basically, it's just about divorce because, um, so Laura Wasser is a prominent family law attorney with lots of famous clients. So she decided to make a podcast to encourage folks to open up about their experience with divorce. It's called Divorce Sucks! Exclamation point. It's that's not written out. It just has that punctuation at the end of it. Um, But obviously it's not the most fun topic, but it does happen a lot. So, you know, why not talk about it? Um, She's talked to Chelsea Handler, Jay Marr, um, editor of Vanity Fair, Tina Brown, and even a real housewife. Which one? Taylor from Beverly Hills. Oh, yeah, I know. Okay. I like that. I like that. that was a of yeah, I like how you've slowly figured out that sadly her husband um, is no longer with us. Uh, but on this episode, on a lighter note, her guest is Anna Ferris. You all know her. You all love her. She's on Mom, House Bunny, etc. Um, but she has her own podcast called uh, Unqualified. Thank you with Anna Ferris. Anyway, she famously divorced her husband of nine years, Chris Pratt, in 2018. She's actually been divorced twice um, and opened up to Laura about the tactical challenges of getting a divorce. Here's a clip. But but the divorce untangling, um, as you know, also it, it takes, you know, a year or whatever. And, and so the legality, like the confusion of the simplicity of the act of of getting married, which, you know, mentally you understand, OK, I'm, I'm making a commitment in front of people I love to be with this person for the rest of my life that I love. And then and then it's like and, you sign a paper. But, and did you realize at the time, even before you started drinking that day, did you realize at the time that everything you earned from that day on was gonna be half his? That you might no. pay him spousal support oh, if no. up. If you had had a child with that first oh, husband, you'd I have did to take share a lot custody. of birth control. <laughs> a lot. I'm gonna double up today on the monastrin. Okay, but the thing is, you that's no, what I, that's exactly. my issue. It's so easy to get married. Yeah. And and everybody says to me, Oh God, you know, we plan these weddings for a year and da 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 but it's so e- you're making it too easy to get divorced with this over easy. It's too easy. Ain't never gonna be easy to get divorced, okay? Right. Even if I make it easier online with the forms and then education, all that, I just don't want it to be 
the scam where divorce lawyers are charging all this money per hour and letters are getting written back and forth about, you know, about the right. pair of sunglasses or whatever. That makes no sense. So to me, I do I want, do the want those sunglasses. <laughs> I'm going to put them in the agreement that they're yours. So what do you think? Well, Is so it, many things. Yeah, go ahead. But I, one of my favorite things was just you hear this totally new side of Bonaferris. Uh huh. That was one of my favorite part. But you're, I want to, I'm in the passenger seat. Yeah. Well, I want to know Take from you. Away. Do you think it's too easy to get married? Yeah, it's pretty easy. I yeah, technically. Yeah. What do you think? Well, mm. I think that I don't. I don't know. I feel like. It just depends on how you see marriage. Is it too easy to get spousal benefits? No, it should be easy to get government spousal benefits, right? Like, it you sh- it should be easy for you to dictate who is able to visit you in the hospital, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, good. Who cares? Yeah. But if you're thinking about, like, is it too easy for two people to commit their lives to one another? Like, I don't know. That's a different thing, you know? Yeah, I don't Also, like, I don't really care if... They mess up. I, I know. Well, in like Dan Savage of Savage Lovecast, who we love, he always talks about how like a marriage ending doesn't mean it failed. If you were married for four great years, that's four great years. And now you're like choosing to make your lives happier. I, like no, he also says no happy marriage ends in divorce. Yeah. So it's like if someone's getting divorced, it means it wasn't. A- right. The divorce is actually the happy beginning. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it feels tricky. Do you think it's too easy to get divorced? I've never thought about this before. I mean, I think it's very hard to get divorced. It seems it. I, I think that they actually have a pretty good system where right. it's like, maybe you should think about this. Your punishment right. is, like, it's like getting a tattoo removed. Right. It's, like, it's going to be really expensive. It's going to hurt. It's going to take forever. That's such a good analogy. Yeah. Well, That's such a good analogy. I, I hate to be, like, judgmental or anything, but while you were talking, I um, Googled Anna Fonda Ferris's first husband. Uh-huh. She mentions, like, oh, fuck. Like, I cannot believe I had to give him half my money. Yeah. And I wanted to see who this person was. And I can just tell by his picture that he's a fucking loser. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. Ooh, ooh, I'm mean. No. <laughs> you, you'll see it. Yeah. When I'm going I'll... to send it to you right now. Um, you can look in your own, like, time. Yeah, perfect. But um, I can just tell. That I can, It's driving me crazy thinking that this guy is getting half of her shit. Well, and it is interesting that, like, at the time they got together, she wasn't famous. and then, Or maybe she was. I don't know. But she kind of blew up, you know, like, did these big movies. And so then. Well, but, okay, they talk about that. They talk about prenups and the need for those, quote, unquote, unsexy conversations before getting married. Um, is, is it too personal to ask, did you have a prenup? Oh, we have one. Do you yeah. Have- we didn't. We didn't have one. I don't know. Yeah. We didn't even talk about it. We all yeah. probably should have. I mean, our story, how we're spinning that we, why we have one, was just because we were like, you never know what's going to happen or what weird law is going to happen. Like, it's there's just scenarios smart. where you don't know how the law is going to twist something. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, it's almost like I just didn't want to think about it. It was like, yeah. something happened to Justin. I'm like, I don't know. Like, we don't know, so we'll just do it. Well, That's and it's why. also like... We talked about like whether or not we want kids before we get married. Like it just kind of feels like another like smart conversation to have. I felt like we were protecting something. Yeah. And I don't really know. I didn't put a lot of we didn't put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. So, but yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. And Jay, was it okay that I shared that we have a prenup? Yeah. <laughs> He's less excited about it than I. Am. He's, he <laughs> He's like, he has no me. strong feelings about it. Well, it's also like, of course, I didn't care when I was twenty eight. 
if I had a prenup, like I didn't have any money. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like neither of us had a ton of assets. So it's like it didn't really matter, but it may really matter in the near future. I don't know. You know, no, yeah. I, I don't think we'll get divorced. Right. <laughs> I guess I just am so confident we're not getting divorced. Like, it's, exactly. Exactly. Was, oh, yeah. I don't know. There's, um, there's not like a right or I don't know. It's It's so specific to every couple. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, and if you want to listen to our Your Father and I Still Love You Very Much segment, this episode was, this the, the podcast was Divorce Sucks, and the episode was Actor on Affairs Part 1. Okay, my turn. Jump into it. What's your segment? What's your bonus, Seggy? I, oh, I feel like I do this a lot. By, it's Bible lesson time. I love yes, a good Bible lesson. Yes, Bible lesson. Um, this is from It's Been a Minute with Sam Sanders, which you recommended. I listened to one time, and I just love, 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 I love it. I love when we bring back each other's recommendations or challenges. All, like, too much. So fun. But this one is uh, with Chewing Gum and Black Earth Rising Star Michaela Cole. Do you mm-hmm. know who that is? Yeah. I'm sure. Of course you do. What um, Do you watch Chewing Gum? We have seen Chewing Gum. We haven't watched the whole thing. It's funny because we watched Chewing Gum. Yeah. And we were like, this is weird. We don't get it. Yeah. And then for some reason, we gave it another chance. And we were like, wait, this is fucking amazing. So we should revisit. Obsessed with it now. I love that. I think it's like pretty weird. And it just yeah. took us a little to be like, oh, wait, it's like doing this on purpose. Like, oh, it's like I get good it. weird. Like, yeah. I love Chewing Gum. And yes. I don't really like watch a lot of tele, like stick to shows like this. Yeah. Um, and it, Black Earth Rising sounds really interesting. It doesn't sound like my thing, but Justin will love it. Maybe you would love it. Yeah. It's a little sci-fi. But anyway. Yeah. Um, she's talking about how she started to question what she was taught to believe and starts talking about how she actually, what she actually wants to believe is just the teachings of Jesus. Their blood will be on my hands if I don't tell all the people having sex and all the gay people and all my teachers who are divorced that they're going to go to hell if they don't give their life to Jesus and go to church and go to the altar. But it didn't feel like something I should say. Um, Mm. And, uh, you know, it's now, you know, I've had to come full circle. Uh, It could be that my view as a Christian was two-dimensional and maybe there's another version of Mm. being a Christian where you just believe in the character of Jesus. You believe in Mm. the things he did. I Mm. want to live my life the way Jesus led his life. Do I want to live my life the way other people in the Bible led their lives? I don't know. You know, I don't know if I want to be like the Apostle Paul. I don't know if I like the kind of stuff he was doing. I don't really know if I like these rules about um, being gay. You know, I don't know if I believe that it's a sin. I don't. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, what did Jesus say? He didn't really make any comments about that stuff. He was just kicking it with people, traveling around with his posse, giving people food and being like, let me see if I can heal you in the process. Correct. I like Jesus <laughs> a lot. Same. I really like Jesus. Yeah. I had to like, I kind of like had a whole epiphany last year mm. where mm. I was like, yo, like whatever this thing is, mm-hmm. uh, God, Jesus, history, the mm-hmm. idea of the spirit of who Jesus was, I feel that is something somehow with me. Uh trying to teach me and steer me and I look to Jesus but I also look to every religious oh, text yeah. I look to everyone and everything hmm. I don't think I listened to this well enough the first time a red flag went off for me when she was talking this time this is what? this just in beep 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 yeah she said I don't know if homosexuality is right, I right. don't know 
I, I read it. I didn't it. hear that the first time. Well, I read it like, and I bet this is how you heard it the first time too. I read it like she was going back to herself when she first started questioning it. And actually saying it doesn't say. That's how I read it. The, yeah. Listened to it the first time. But I think she's actually saying, I literally don't do, I don't know. What do you yeah. think she's saying? I guess I thought she was channeling. She was speaking as herself when she first started questioning it so. all. I might be, okay, let's go. But with maybe that. that's just an assumption. I, that could be that's weird totally though, wrong. right? It's not clear. Yeah. Interesting. Because I, oh, never mind. Anyway, I, I, she doesn't, I don't know, I'm making like assumptions. I was going to say, does she address it directly later on in the no. episode? Yeah. Huh. But I, wow, that's like bothering me. <sighs> I'm going to, I have to we'll find have to out. Dig, yeah, we'll have to dig around. Um, but I, yeah, she like, like, um, like saying in like a ephemeral way, like, mm. I don't know. Like, we don't know anything. Right. Or is she like, I don't know. I really right. want to know that like, it does I think I need to give her more credit. Yeah. I was being, okay, anyway. I think I think she was, I think to me what I, if we're giving her credit, I say that she was saying like, this is what they're telling me. And like, I don't know okay, if that's I true. Think right. I think you're right. So I'm starting to question the church at the time. Are you just telling me that to make me feel better about the clip that I chose? No, I'm saying it to make me feel better about the general world at large. <laughs> Will you later listen back and tell me what you really Yes, okay. yes. <laughs> well, I'll listen again and next week we'll have in the show notes a little revisit perfect um but anyway i did really like what she said about um looking for another version of being christian i froze up it's exactly what i have been struggling with and thinking about and searching for i grew up catholic and i've been ashamed of the catholic church for a really long time it's like disgusting Mm. but there's so much thing so many things i love about religion and i mean the number one thing is you know this jesus i love jesus i love jesus i studied him in college i wanted to become a jesus historian I think if everyone lived like Jesus, then we would be wonderful people. We hardly, he hardly said anything in the Bible. We put so many words in his mouth, but the things he actually said were just love. I have ranted about this so many times before, but I said to my mom the other day, I was like, can I just be like a Jesus girl? Like what? I want that religion. I don't want other shit. Right. She was like, well, that's what a Christian is. You can, you're a Christian. You follow the life of Jesus Christ and like take away all that other stuff. Right, and unfortunately, that's not how a lot of Christians behave. But also, I think it's kind of troublesome because if you say you're a Christian, there's so much baggage with that word. And yeah. that's why I do kind of think we need a new word. Right. We need to invent a religion that I'm just like, I'm like all about Jesus, and that's it. Yeah. Basta. Not anything else. Yeah. Not his followers. I don't care. Like, whatever. Like, only things he said. I think you should start that religion. Oh, my God. It has to exist. I need to look into this. Yeah, Actually, maybe. Wait, I feel like I looked... No, I did look this up. There's something called Christian atheism, which I've been meaning to look up. Interesting. Yes. I was like, this sounds like Christian atheism. Is that a thing? And then I Googled it, and it is a thing. Huh. Maybe that's what it is. And do they believe in the savior piece of it, or do they just believe that Jesus was a dude with some good ideas? Do you know what I mean? Right. No God. Just Jesus was a dude with some good ideas. Got it, got it, got it. But their religion is kind of just like a moral thing based on... Jesus as a historical figure. Got it. Which is kind of what I want. But that sounds so extreme. Like atheism is kind of turns me off also because yeah. I don't want to close myself off to I don't know. This yeah. is setting me on a path. Interesting. And I welcome you to join me on Yeah. That. No, I'd never I've never heard of this. So I I'm excited to dig in more. I wish she had talked about what got her started thinking differently. She's yeah. on the show podcast. She doesn't really go into like what happened. Specifics, she just smarted yeah. up. Yeah. Anyway, um, I hate to do this to you, but I want to throw in a little bonus yes. clip to this because then I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, The Guilty Feminist, with uh-huh. Deborah Francis White. 
funniest feminist shit ever. And it just so happened that she was talking about Amelia Lanier. Have you ever heard of her? Mm-mm. I hadn't either. She's a historical guilty feminist and an Elizabethan girl crush Ooh. for us all. She was the first woman to become a professional poet, I guess. And so she, wow. but like women weren't allowed to be poets. So she would be like, no, it came to me. In a, the name of the poem came to me in a dream. That was like the only way she was allowed to say that she had a poem because women weren't like allowed to do it. <sighs> like but she would take have credit ideas. for the poem. She would just say the name came from God in her dream. Huh. She was like, God told, like, anyway, that's how she got away with being a poet in this dark time. So anyway, she wrote this one poem and like the tagline is like basically stop blaming women for the fall. And I'm going to like, Deborah talks about the poem a little bit. Stop blaming women for the fall. Eve was seduced. Adam knew better. And even if women did get us kicked out of the Garden of Eden, you men killed Jesus. (laughs) The introduction to the poem contains this reckless and glorious defense of women. As also in respect, it pleased our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from the time of his conception till the hour of his death, to be begotten of a woman, born of a woman, nourished of a woman, obedient to a woman, and that he healed women, pardoned women, comforted women, yea, even when he was in his greatest agony and bloody sweat, going to be crucified, and also in the last hour of his death, took care to dispose of a woman. After his resurrection, appeared first to a woman, sent a woman to declare his most glorious resurrection to the rest of his disciples. So lads, if you don't love women, you don't love Jesus. (laughs) That's all. I love that. What a good if you addendum. Don't love women, you don't love Jesus. I know some people, not personally, but there yeah. are some people on I've seen them on Twitter that could hear this message. Yeah, there's some people who are like very well meaning and, you know, very entrenched in the church. And also that could, could repla- be replaced with anyone. If yeah. you don't love gay oh, that's people, true. you don't love Jesus. That's because true. Because Jesus only loves whole deal. If you don't love Monty. He went out of his way to love folks who at the time were unlovable. If you don't love anyone, yeah. Wow. Wait, that's radical. Yeah. Because I don't love everyone. Hmm. Oh my God. Yeah. Holy fuck. He, if you don't love everyone, you don't love Jesus because Jesus loved everyone and pro, like professed love. Yeah. But I love Jesus, but I don't love everyone. I have to fix that. Well, I think it'd probably be more specific or accurate to say if you don't love everyone, you're not living at, as Jesus lived, right? I guess... I guess. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I like I like the succinct extreme version of if you don't love women, you don't love Jesus. I also like the extreme version because it makes me want to squeeze some more love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's in there. Never a bad thing. No. Are you ready for segment segment? I am ready for segment segment. DJ is... Jay Woo, I hope you're thinking of yours. Hey. Do you have one? Um. You have. We'll go first. <laughs> I don't have one. What? DJ Jay was sitting. I have too many. Okay, go first. DJ Jay was sitting over here in this adorable tableau with Monty the intern cat, like sitting right next to him, watching him do some work. He wants very cute. He really watches me all the time. That's so cute. He just sits and watches the computer. Um, Okay, my uh, my segment segment, which the segment segment is the segment where we talk about non-podcast related things that we're currently excited about because we have other interests you don't know our lives yes they do they do really do uh so my segment segment is um iphone backgrounds 
Ooh, what? Ooh, can I see yours? Yeah. <gasps> Ooh, fun. Oh my goodness, it's so perfect for you. Did you make it? Isn't that gorgeous? No, my friend Allie McDonald is an illustrator and she made it. So you can't see it, y'all, but it's a beautiful illustration of yes, this like purple. Well, we can post it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's like this Don't beautiful purple them. background. And then it's this these banana like pattern illustration. It's so pretty. Perky. Perky. The reason I say iPhone backgrounds is because I didn't realize how much this change would affect my life. But we look at our phones a lot. That's a very profound statement. Yeah. I mean, not that we use the phones a lot, but how important your background is. How yeah. it could impact. And also having something a little special. Yeah. It's yeah. it's like this like little gleeful, colorful thing has made me like really happy every time I see it. It's almost like the oxygen mask. Like, yeah. Like you're doing something that like who cares, but like it's like special for yourself. Totally. Love it. Yeah. That's mine. Cool. What's yours? It's funny because I have so many I want to talk yes. about this week. Like, there's just so many things I saw recently yes. and I did. But I have to say mine is you. <laughs> yeah. I just, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Um, like, we went out for my birthday. To a, it wasn't really my birthday. But it to, was. To a show and, like, that was so You got fun. me the most thoughtful gift. And that's not really why I'm bringing this up. But, like, I just was thinking, you are so thoughtful. You always give me good gifts. But not just that. Just, like, you're one of the most grateful things I am like my segment segment every week is you it always is every day is you and I I think about wanting to be more like you every day and um but I really wanted to thank you for doing this podcast <laughs> like the it brings me so much happiness oh. and I get to see you all the time and like the fact that you do this with me is so crazy <laughs> and we've done it for so long and we we keep it up and it's so good and I believe in it and everything you do makes me happy so my segment segment is like all of the ways but I just wanted to say you <laughs> that is <laughs> sorry too kind that's so nice, nice. thank I'm you no nice yes you are yes no. you are oh my it's that's a very kind acknowledgement and okay. and it feels <laughs> fake that I'm like same <laughs> Um, but like you too, obviously I, this podcast is so much fun and I'm so grateful for you. I mean, even you saying like we went out from everything. I was like, ah, oh, that was so much fun. <laughs> it was really fun. It was so much fun. Yeah. Such a good meal too. Yeah. Yeah. Comedy and spaghetti. What else could you need? What else could you need? Oh, and that soup. Oh my gosh. We I love go a soup. Back there. I know. Oh Let's go. Gosh. Let's go right now. Okay. Well, you're the greatest. What Get a, in the car, kids. What a, <laughs> We're going to Frankie Splendino. <laughs> in uh in uh where is it? What what's the neighborhood? Not Red Hook. Uh, Hidden Park Slope? No, I don't know. I don't know. Right by I there. Don't, there's no way to know. There's no way to know. Well, thanks for that very nice segment, segment dedication. I appreciate it. Thanks for that very nice show. Thanks for sticking with us if you're still listening. Um, if you haven't, it'd be great if you could rate us and maybe tell a friend if you think that they'd like us. Please. Thank you to our editor, Kara. We love you. And we'll see you all next time. Bye. Goodbye.